Today on Locked On Red Wings, we hand out final season grades to Philip Zadina, Dominic Kubalik, and Oli Mata. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. I'm a podcast producer for the Daily J, a WWJ news radio podcast with Scotty's host over at Lockdown Tigers, as well as a freelance journalist for the Detroit News. And today, guys, we are going to continue our conversation on the player grades. But before we get to that, I got to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NHL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. And Scotty, today we're going to talk about two Czech players and a defenseman. Uh, that'll be Philip Zidina, Dominic Kubalik, and Oli Mata. Not in that particular order, but those are the three guys we're going to get to. And just to refresh everyone, I should feel like I should do this at the start of every episode, Scotty, because not everyone listens to every episode in consecutive order. When we hand out our player grades, it's going to be one, pretty arbitrary, right? Our grades don't really mean a whole lot. They're just how we felt the player performed that season. And it's based on our expectations going into the year for that individual player. So if we give hypothetically speaking, hypothetically, we are to give like Michael Rasmussen an A that's not the same a as Dylan Larkin received on Monday's episode. So every letter grade is based on the expectations and whether or not they exceeded those expectations for that individual player and our expectations of them. So just want to keep that out there for if you guys decide you disagree, you know that what that's why we gave that player that particular grade. And if you guys disagree or if you agree, either way, let us know your grades for these particular players in the comments. We'd love to hear it. Scotty, the first player we're going to talk about in today's episode is the very polarizing Philip Zadina. He played 30 games this season, had a cumulative seven points three goals and four assists beat up all year long. He missed a huge chunk of the season with a broken leg and then came back. Didn't put up numbers, but I say played pretty good, pretty dang good defensively, uh, but then got hurt again. His season was over. Kid can't seem to catch a break has yet to play a full NHL season in his now five full seasons in the NHL. He had two COVID shortened years, one year last year, he missed time due to injury, and this time he missed time due to injury twice. When talking about Philip Zadina, Scotty, what kind of grade are you giving him? Man, throwing it to me first is that's that's brutal. Um, you know, it's it, it is a really fascinating conversation. I think all three of these are fascinating conversations. Like I know that uh, we we can't like fit all of this, you know, in a thumbnail or anything to kind of like advertise this episode, but like I genuinely think that despite not having, you know, like a, like an S tier, like Larkin caliber, like person in this episode, I think all three of these are really, really intri intriguing and interesting debates. And obviously Zadina, as you said, is always going to be pretty polarizing. Uh, the, the thing with him is just expectations since draft night have mm -hmm. been put the puck in the back of the net. And that is not who he is. And 
I, I think for a lot of us, every game that goes by, uh, I think more and more people realize that, that that may never be what he is. And that although doesn't mean that he didn't still play productive hockey, he was really good in the neutral zone and really a, a really solid defensive forward, which this team very much needs. Uh, and, and so – it's it's weird when talking about expectations versus reality when he played decent hockey but not the style that was expected and certainly I don't think came anywhere close to our preseason like goal total prediction for him. Now obviously he was hurt for a lot of it, but even like prorating it would have come yeah. nowhere close to what we thought he was going to accomplish as far as goal scoring and, and just point production period. So it, it's really, really, it's, it's difficult. I think difficult is the word. He was I'm on pace for go, 19 points, by the way. What'd you say? He was on pace for 19 points in right. an 82 game season. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like that's, that's not great, but uh, again, it, it it's tough because, I don't think at this point, I don't think he's ever going to be the really high point total guy, you know, fill the the goal player that we thought we were getting on draft night. So it it, it makes it weird. I think I'm going to go with a C C. <laughs> Wow, that's way more forgiving than I'm going to be. I, I uh, was debating between a C and a C minus, honestly. I mean, if I'm going to be honest, how many games did he play? Thirty. But in that thirty games, because we're not going to we're not going to fault him for his injuries, right? No, I agree and, with and, that. But we talk about expectations, right? And and the expectation both of us had was for him to uptick his production from last season. And yeah, so he did not even come anywhere close to doing that. Yeah. Last year he had 24 points in 74 games played. I just told you if you were to prorate his point total for this season, when he was healthy, it's 19 points. Right. So even across what would have been hypothetically eight more games, he would have had five less points. I mean, I'm going to give him a D even though I'm a huge Zadina supporter and I love the kid. I'm going to give him a D because he did not live up to our expectations. The only thing in my opinion that is saving him from getting an F in his, in those 30 games was the fact that we are getting a vastly different player in a good way than what we thought. He's not living up to that sixth overall hype, but he's turning sure. into probably maybe is it, is it too, too flamboyant too too hot takey to say that he might be the best defensive forward on the team next to Pew Suter. Because if you look at the statistics, and again, 30 goals, 30 games played compared to like other guys playing much, many more of the players that we are qualifying for our player grades. So not Taro Hirose and not Elmer Soderblom. He led the team on expected goals for percentage this season, 53.42%. So when he was on the ice, the team as a whole had 53% of the quality shooting attempts versus the opposing team. And he has, I think, the ninth best. Let me refilter this so I get it right. The sixth best on the team. Actually, 
fifth best if you disqualify, fourth best if you disqualify Bertuzzi and Soderblom. So the fourth best on the team, Corsi four percentage, and he was the best on the team at Corsi four relative and expected goals four percentage relative. So compared to his teammates, when he was on the ice, the team had more shot attempts and quality shot attempts rather than when he's off the ice. So he defensively shut down the other team and then he helped create opportunities for his teammates, but he just never got rewarded for it. So in my mind, him becoming this, I don't know if this is a flash in the pan defensively for him. I know that was two seasons ago. That was something that Jeff Blaschel really hammered for him to focus on, but he has turned into this really strong defensive forward. And that's why he's getting a passing grade and a D because remember guys, D is technically a passing grade in the American grading system, at least, <laughs> but he isn't living up to that expectation that many of us had in that, you know, we want more scoring out of him, you know, Again, you can't hold the injuries against them, but you prorate that point total. It doesn't look that much better. That being said, Scotty, there is something to be said that maybe next year going forward, we shift our expectations for Philip Zadina because he does have two more years on his contract. Remember, he signed an extension in the offseason. So he's got two more years with the Red Wings here. Maybe we shift our expectations away from point totals and more on just the defensive-minded aspect because he seemed to excel in his 30 games this year at that, at that part of his game. Yeah, for sure. Well, and and yeah, I, it, it's it's that's why it's so difficult because, um, and that's why I I think I'm I'm leaning like that. I f I feel fine with like my C minus grade, like just because, and maybe that's something to do with the fact that going into the season, I didn't think Philip Sedina was going to put up like a twenty goal season or anything like that. Like I, so so maybe maybe that's just each of us having slightly different expectations about what we thought he was going to accomplish this year. Again, like it certainly was, was not what any of us expected either of us, no matter what our expectations were as far as goal score, because he barely scored, he barely produced points, but um, it, it's just, it's really difficult to grade someone who just completely switched their style of play and like did it well like that's that yeah. that's that's almost impossible because I, it, again like it if you're comparing to what we thought we were going to get out of him then like yeah i mean i mean it's it's like just point production it's i mean i think it's comfortably an f i don't even think it's close <laughs> like it like that that he failed like he's that is if you're just looking at what we thought we were going to get out of him since draft night and every year since draft night, uh, as, as far as point production goes, it, it's a bona fide F. It's not even close. Um, but this season, uh, completely changing the style of play, I, I, I guess maybe if I'm just going off, uh, if I weigh the point total expectations and the goal total expectations more, then that would drag the grade down for sure. Like I'll, I'll, uh, I'll kind of concede that for sure. But it, it's really difficult because he was such a good defensive forward on this hockey team, and when in his new and improved style that he now 
is like he he did well at that. So it, it's it's just a fine line to walk. And it wasn't just defensively in the defensive zone, like defensively in the offensive zone as yeah, well. His we forechecking game, forecheck all every time he was healthy. Yeah, great at taking the puck away from opponents, pressuring them, to make them cough it up. Like he he was excelling at that part of the game, and it seems like he could become a decent play driver, but we just haven't seen it. We haven't seen it on the score sheet, and unfortunately, you know, we can talk about the advanced metrics all we want about how much we love him. But if it's not resulting in points, then it, it, is it even worth mentioning? You know. Sure. Um, so D for me, C for you. C minus. C minus for you. Okay. When we come back, we'll move on and talk about Oli Mata. But first, I got to talk to you guys today about game time. If you guys are sick and tired of the hassle and the struggle of dealing with other ticketing apps when trying to buy tickets to your favorite Red Wings hockey games or maybe some Tigers baseball as they now have eclipsed their win total from last April with that eighth win last night. Um, you guys are wanting to check out game time instead. Game time is the place for last minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section and rows for less game time will credit you 110 percent of the difference it's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive buy tickets in a matter of seconds two taps and you're set tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email snag the tickets without the stress with game time download the game time app create an account and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Segment 2, Lockdown Red Wings Podcast. Scotty and I are doing our player grades, and we're about to move on to Olimata. And Scotty, this season Oli Mata had 23 points in 78 games played, which is his highest point total since his 17-18 season with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Not This is a defense-first kind of guy, so you got a surprising amount of production out of Oli Mata. But I think with him, it's a little bit of a tale of two seasons, wouldn't you say? He played yeah. exceptionally well up until about the moment he got I would say pneumonia. You could maybe argue contract extension, but Scotty, he, he's an interesting player. Just break it down for me. What do you think Ole Mata deserves grade wise? Well, it's tough because he was like you said, like if you're going first half, second half, I mean, maybe, maybe like law of averages, he just averages out to like uh like around a C just because like first half, what are you giving him? Like a, a B B plus even like legitimately. <laughs> I mean, in the first three months of the season you're like okay we're getting offensive production out of him he's a solid second line defender on this team on a good team he's probably not but like you know he, he's been he's been solid enough he and the pairing with like least we forget the, the pairing when him and Heronic were on the line together was or on a pairing together was like legitimately one of the best production and like analytical analytically like one of the better pairings in the entire NHL for the first couple of months of the season like we were we were flying high like he, he got off to an incredible start and then like pretty much all of the calendar year of 2023 was a lot less <laughs> if any at all and like I still support the extension because 
you need that depth. You need the depth on that side at that. I mean, um, I'm okay with the extension. Um, and I, I yeah, I, I kind of just want to like law of averages it out to like a C, like a, maybe a C plus. Maybe we'll, we're feeling a little generous. Maybe we do a, a, a C plus. I mean, it, going into the season, if you would have told me that uh, he would have gotten a contract's extension and I would have been happy about it, I, I think that that's probably a win. Like he that that means that he he filled the role that you were uh, you were trying to get out of him. So uh, yeah, like definitely didn't blow anybody away. Wasn't fantastic after you know, American Thanksgiving, maybe, but, uh, yeah, it, it probably I'll go C plus I'll go C plus. Yeah. I, I would think C plus is probably a fair grade for Olimata. And this is funny too, Scotty, because of things we'll reveal in segment three that we talked about in, um, in pre-show, but Olimata through his first 25 games was a plus 11 with the Detroit Red Wings. When he was paired up with at that time, Phil Peronic, they were one of metrically, the best defensive pairings in the league. Yeah, they and were we in talked the top about 20 defensive pairings in the entire NHL for like the first several months of the season. Yeah. And we talked about last week about how sometimes it's that combination of um offense and defense. Offense and defense combining works out and sometimes it's this just the same play style with the case of Wallman and Sider. Bonick yeah. and Mata were the opposite style players that just gelled together super well. And through those first 25 games, they were the best defensive pairing while Cider and Sherratt struggled. Yep. And then Olimata got pneumonia. Um, and that was after his 25th game he left. He didn't play from December 6th to December 17th, 11 days off. From there on, from his 26th game of the season through his final 78th game, he was, double check on this one, a minus 20. Across the last, so he went from a plus eleven in the first twenty-five to a minus right. twenty in the last fifty-three, and he earned his extension. I'm not going to deny that, but it just seems like maybe he was still battling symptoms from that. But after that, this guy who was a defensive stalwart in the defensive zone, but was also surprisingly producing quite a lot of points for the Red Wings, just to, his game got worse. And so it's like you said, the tale of two seasons. That's why I think C plus is is fair. I think expectations for him were for just him to be a depth D-man, help play defensive, defensive hockey, and he exceeded at that, even bringing a little bit of offense before he got sick. And then after that, it was just hit and miss, miss more times than hit, it seemed. And um, he finished the season a little bit weak, but I'm, I'm not worried about that. I'm thinking next season we'll probably get what we saw in the first 25 than we saw in the last 53 because he's going to come back fully healthy. So I think C-plus is completely fair. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, the biggest thing for me, like I said, is is honestly just like we gave him an extension, and in after game eighty two at the end of the season, I'm still happy that we gave him an extension, and so that I I, I think that it's that that would fall under the no matter how by how thin a margin, I think that would fall under the category of exceeding expectations. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so when we come back, Scotty, we'll talk about our final guy that we have on our docket today. And that is a Dominic Kubalik. Uh, but first I got to toss it to break. We don't have a read here. <laughs> Stay tuned. Segment three, lockdown Smooth Red Wings. Move. Segment three, lockdown Red Wings podcast. Scotty, we're going to talk about Dominic Kubalik now. 
This one's fascinating, man. He is fascinating. This is so a fascinating conversation. He is. <laughs> All right. How, how do I even how do I even set the table for this? <laughs> he had 45 points in 81 games played this season. When you look at it from that perspective, absolute success for Dominic Kubelik. One point shy of his career high with the Chicago Blackhawks' rookie season when he finished as a Calder finalist. He broke his assists high. Um, with 25 assists, his previous high was 21, and he it was his second highest goal total, 20, 10 shy of his 30 total that he reached in his again Calder finalist season. Again, 45 points in 81 games played, one point shy of a career or tying his career high. You look at that in a vacuum, absolute success story of Dominic Kubalik. But much like it was with Olimata, it's a tale of two seasons. If you look at his first. 25 games, the Detroit Red Wings, just like with Olimata. So I don't know how that happens. He had 25 points in 25 games played, 10 goals and 15 assists. <laughs> Point a game player, the first what 25. Is that? Third of the season, quarter. First of third of the season, yeah. And he had half of his goal total in the first 25 games of the season. His last, what, 53, 56 games with the Red Wings this year, he averaged just, um, 20 points. So he had 20 points in his last 56, but 25 in his he first. He was under half a game player in yeah. his last 56 games, and he was a point a game for the first 25. 25. And it just, it it's really tough to, and again, if you want to give two season grades, he's like A plus in the first half. Yeah, literally a, a bona fide A plus for the, a, for the a first, plus in, in the first 25 games. Not even because close. This is a guy you got for two years, two and a half million dollars, like next to nothing by NHL money. And he put up 25 and 25 for you. Fantastic. But then in the second half, I think you saw the dominant Kubelik that the Chicago Blackhawks decided it wasn't worth giving a qualifying yeah. offer to. And when you're grading him overall, again, exceeded expectations. I mean, he gave you over 40 points when you weren't expecting that. I think our expectations for him were like 15 to 20 goals and just nowhere near that amount of assists. I think we were talking in the 30 point range for him and here he comes out and he crushes that. So I think it's still just because of the overall total. I think you still have to be fair to him and give him, I would, I'm going to give him Scotty a B minus. I'm going to say B minus for Dominic Kubalik for his first season with the Detroit Red Wings. How, how do you feel? So, yeah, I, I am right there with you. Uh, I was going back and forth between a B and a B plus, actually. So um, I, I don't want to over, like, weigh or over factor in, like, the, the first third of the season and not the last two right? thirds that, of the that's season. That's the tough part. Right, but uh, at the same time, no matter when they they came like that's objectively a huge win like you got a a for his standards a career year like you 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 got one of the best seasons of his entire career and i i don't think we were expecting anywhere close to that so yes the last two thirds of the season he was less than half a point a game obviously that's not fantastic production but in like November, he was playing on the first line and everybody was like, yeah, makes sense. Like <laughs> He probably should be right. Like he deserved it. Um, so it's, it's, it's tough. I, I, man, part of me really wants to go B plus, 
I get it. it. No, it, I... it's it is really difficult, like especially because the less production was the most recent, and it's a bigger sample size. I'll go B. I'll 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 go a solid B. But I I it it doesn't matter if you're just doing like a pass fail grade, and you're not going to get super intricate like we are. This is objectively a massive, massive passing with flying colors and a massive win for last offseason and for this organization. Uh, like, blown out of the water, absolutely a big win. Yeah, while you were talking, I was actually thinking, I, I think I'm going to change mine to a B as well, um, just because of the fact that, again, if you if you look at it in a vacuum, it was a massive success. Like, again, I would give it, if, if this was sparsed out consistently throughout the entire season, I think I'd give this an A. But because it was just like so front loaded, because it was so front loaded, I feel like that's unfair. I feel like you can't do that because we just, I mean, again, we just talked about Oli Mata. I mean, across the whole season, he looked fine. How many points did he end with? Uh, Mata? No, no, no. Kubelik? 45. One shy of his career high. Sure. So 45 over the course of a season is over half a point a game. If he had done that evenly distributed, we'd be talking about this as. Uh, again, like a massive success story. And uh, I, I still think it is. I'm not, you know, maybe not as <laughs> just because of like you you can't ignore like it, you can't ignore the the massive drop off after the hot start. And no one expected expected him to maintain point a game player status. Um, but it was it was such a dramatic drop off, and then it, it was really little to at one point no production. He went uh, on a goalless streak for a while there, and um, I, I still like play style wise. I think that he really fits into what this bottom six needed. Like last season, this well, is something we talked scoring. about last off season when we signed him. Right, like last year, we talked so much about how this team. How many times were we screaming, "Shoot the puck! Somebody please shoot the puck!" It might not have been on net, but that was never a worry with Dominic Kubelik on the ice, man. He was going to grip it and rip it. Um, and he was a glass cannon, man. Either he got all of it or he got none of it. Right, yeah, exactly. And so I, I think that he just – he really fit into what this – again, in like the second half of the year, even despite the production, I still think he fit into what this this bottom and at some nights middle six needed – uh, on a game to game basis. And yeah, I mean, again, like the production, you, you got a career year. I, I, going into the season, if we were like, Hey, this is exactly how his production is going to be distributed. Are you still taking it? Every single person and their mother is still taking it 10 times out of 10. Yeah, absolutely. It's just, again, with how the last 56 games went, it's, you can't give him an A, but you can't, it's just, he, without a doubt, exceeded our expectations this season. And so even though a B almost feels like an insult, it's still a great review of this kid who, you know, came in with something to prove and ended up with 45 points hitting the 20 goal mark. And until like the last two weeks of the season, when David Perron decided to score a ton of goals, he was the second most leading scorer on the Red Wings. So, I mean, this was an experiment by Steve Eiserman that has absolutely worked out through the first year of this contract because, like you said, Scotty, this team, and it still does need scoring, but this team needed a pure goal scorer. And Dominic Kubelik was this closest you signed to a pure goal scorer on the free market that the Red Wings got. So this was this was a massive win for the Red Wings, massive win for the Dominic Kubelik, and all I hope is that next year he can replicate that production 
but keep it consistent across an entire season. I don't, I don't need you to do 25 and 25. If you can do 50, if you can do uh, 40 in, what was it? 81 games this season, next season, but do it across like <laughs> an even amount, like every other game, then we're golden, Dominic. Yeah. I, you know, I, 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 I wouldn't hold my breath. Like I, I, I just, I feel like his style He's a leads to in like nebs and flows. Like that's what somebody who plays like that and just, you know, wants to get in a spot and just unleash as many shots as they can. And then who knows how accurate they're going to be. Like that's, that's somebody that is, is going to be go on some heaters where you're like, Oh my goodness, this is awesome. And then, it's he's gonna it's just like a free swing swinger in baseball it's like the exact same thing like to a t pretty much like you're you're gonna have hot streaks you're gonna have cold streaks and you hope that uh the production in the hot streaks outweighs the the minus production probably seems too dramatic in this case but uh the lack of production during the cold streaks so absolutely all right scotty uh do you got any final thoughts on any of these players um Everyone calm down about my C minus to Zadina. I can already hear it and I don't really want to deal with it. Let's everybody calm down. Um, I, yeah, his production wasn't good. We all admitted that and know that. Um, I think that's it. We ball. We do ball. We'll be back with a new episode tomorrow with three new player grades to give you guys. So stay tuned. Same time, same place to your team every day. Every day.